If you're just applying blindly to a job on LinkedIn and you could be an amazing candidate, but if they have had a coffee date with someone else with a similar resume than you, that person is going to get the phone interview, like without a doubt. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Delaney. And you're listening to There Better Be Snacks. The podcast for new grads by new grads, where we navigate our early 20s together. From the first jobs to the first apartments and the big moves, we'll dive into all the good and not so good. We'll get through it all together. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Delaney. Can you hear the dog in the background? No. Okay. Good. What's he doing? Breathing. (laughs) No, I cannot hear the doggo. Um, This chair is also like extremely squeaky. So we might hear that, but you know. Sounds fine to me. Okay, cool. Um, So everybody listening, it is almost back to school season. August is here by the time this episode comes out. And when Lauren and I were talking about topics for this next episode, we were thinking about, you know, time of year, what's in people's minds, what are people going through? And we were thinking about back to school. And as two post-grad girlies, we've been there. We've had the back to school experience many a time and thought we would talk about not only the side for current students, like seniors getting ready for their senior year um, and, you know, their last year before post-grad life, but also talking about those first couple like back to school seasons as a new grad and how to navigate those because sometimes that can bring up some weird feelings if you've been in school your entire life and all of a sudden don't have somewhere to go back at the end of August or beginning of September. True. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Let's do it. Where to start? Well, let's start with for the seniors because I know technically our little bio says for new grads by new grads, but I feel like senior year could be thought about as like the first trimester of (laughs) post-grad life, you know? I I feel that because you, you're definitely on the cusp. You have to start thinking about life after graduation. Transition period. Yes. And it's weird too. I feel like senior year is always so weird because you can't, I don't know, unless you're an accountant or you're going to grad school, you always feel behind because everyone else, it seems like they have jobs and they know exactly what they're going to do. But for normal people, I use that liberally. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do. We we didn't know until it was happening. Until until there you were with um, a diploma (laughs) being mailed to you and (laughs) maybe a job, maybe not. And a Zoom link. Um, (laughs) something (laughs) here's your youtube youtube log on log on and watch um but i think i mean i think on the positive side i think most people going into school this year should have a knock on wood 
somewhat normal senior year. I mean, obviously there's probably still COVID precautions in a lot of places, but um, I think this might be one of the first years that actually has like a more steady year. It kind of is looking like. I mean, COVID wise, I would say, but also thinking about GDP was down for the second quarter in a row. So we're now technically going to blur over those. That those are real (laughs) things though. I mean, like think of all the graduates. For the economy stuff or like jobs. Right. Like will there be companies hiring? Like, will you have a job? I would be nervous about that too. Um, And then also like, there's the whole factor of a lot of offices are like hiring remote, but maybe like they prefer yep. people who want to go into the office and like very confusing. If you get a job in San Francisco, but it's all remote, then like does that Should give you clarity? On, yeah, yeah, where do you live? How do you make friends? So I feel like yeah. it's Friend still thing hard. Is tricky. Yeah, they're still tricky. I mean, there always be tricky things, and yes, but at least you hopefully will get a graduation with your friends. I think is yeah. my my <laughs> takeaway there. Um, if you get nothing else, that's maybe you get to put on caps and gowns with your friends. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, senior year is like Lauren was saying, is like kind of a weird time where I feel like there's a lot, well, I don't feel there is a lot more pressure than your junior or sophomore year might've had. Mm-hmm. I feel like in those middle years, you felt like you knew, or like junior, I feel like you kind of feel like, you know, what you're doing. You kind of have your routines down a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have like a pretty solid group of friends at that point. And I think in a lot of ways, it feels like going into senior year, you have like all this stuff figured out. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, maybe you just did an internship that summer, but all of a sudden now you're hit with this new pressure of, okay, I have, you know, nine months to figure out quote unquote, what I'm doing after college, which is not true. You don't have to figure it out that fast. Just want to say, but it can feel that way. And also like Lauren said, there are a couple, you know, majors or types of jobs that kids know about you know October of their senior year or yeah grad school they're applying in the fall and might hear in the early spring and so if you're someone who like Lauren and I who you know the jobs we were looking at well we were a little different because it was also like COVID times and there were no job listings for a little (laughs) while there but um, you know typically we would have started you know applying for jobs more seriously in like March and so it can feel like a long waiting game of just like, what do you do in the meantime. to prepare yourself for that? Yeah. But also enjoy your time because you only get to be a senior in college once. And it's like, well, the first thing I will say on the whole job search process is I think sometimes in the short run, you're unhappy because and stressed because it seems like everyone knows what they want to do, but I don't. What am I doing wrong? But in the long run, I think because you have time to ask yourself such existential questions and you feel like you try something and it didn't work out or maybe not that it didn't work out, but it just like you found some parts about the job that you liked, you found some parts that you didn't like, and then you move on to the next thing. I feel like there's more room for creativity and for like self-discovery for like some jobs that are outside of, yeah. I don't know, like nursing yeah, or like clear cut directions. That's right. Have. Just know that trust the process. And in the long run, <laughs> you will hopefully be more satisfied with your job. And also like, even if you are doing something with nursing and accounting 
and you're I don't know as long as you're mindful I, I don't think like that's a bad choice at all just as long as you're like doing things that make you happy and feel fulfilled yeah well um, and I know you and I Lauren both did a lot of like networking in college and I was just talking to my sister about this the other day of how many informational interviews I feel like I did my mm -hmm. junior and senior years and I feel like for me, that process of just like meeting a bunch of different people and learning about their jobs and starting to make some connections was super helpful yeah. for me to like fill up that time before it was like official, you know, job hunt time. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know, cause I feel like that would be kind of like a piece of advice that I would have is for to, sure. you know, fill up your schedule with that sort of thing, but would love for you know, you to share a little bit about that side of things for you. Cause I know that was something that you spent a lot of time and energy on as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we both definitely did that. And I feel like, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like the, so basically like I was so inspired by this podcast where it was, um, oh, yeah. you know, the skim, the founders <laughs> did this show called skimmed from the couch. It's now called nine to five ish. And they would ask these like successful businesswomen all these questions. And I was like learning from them. I was like, here's what you ask people. Here's what you need to know about work. And so I would ask these questions that were probably like. So extra. Yeah, so extra. I'm like, how do you do all this? Like, what does this mean to you or whatever? And I was thinking about, I was like, if I were to meet with some, cause I haven't done like an external informational interview in so long. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know if any of my questions would be the same necessarily as what I was asking as a senior because what I was asking seemed like very high level or like also I'd be like what makes you successful in your role and people I mean that's a good question to ask but also like people say one thing or I was also like looking at someone's LinkedIn post it was one of my coworkers. we were hiring a new position on our team and the way my coworker stated like if you're interested in this this and this then this might be like a job that's right. good for you. And like, you should apply. Like the and characteristics I was like, of a good candidate for that job. Right, right. But then like the the words that they use and what they say about like, this is what that role does is so different than like, right. I mean, it just sounds so different from like what's actually happening when you do the role. Mm -hmm. And so like those informational interviews, I wouldn't expect to take like any technical or like hard skills away from it. Mm -hmm. It's more of a way to like form a relationship, meet someone in the industry, like form a connection. And then also like, I don't know, learn about like, maybe they studied this and then they learned that they like to do this, right. like learning about Their people's path paths. a little bit more. Right. But like, you're not going to learn like, okay, here's how to do a VLOOKUP. And like, that's super important to my job sure. because <laughs> yeah. And people also like, they're not going to tell you specifically things that they're working on like especially if they work for like a public company you just like can't actually talk about your projects yeah. most of the time so anyway I think it's gonna be kind of abstract if they're telling you like about a day in their life exactly know? so like I felt like I thought I was taking away all these like technical skills when I or I don't know like anyway I just think like my expectations of what those informational interviews were accomplishing they're, they're so important and you should definitely do them. It's way more important to do like three informational interviews than apply to 50 jobs Absolutely. on the internet. Yeah, it's I a waste of time to do the latter, I would say. Yeah. I was just talking to my sister about this, about just how like, and it's a, and it's a bummer in a lot of ways that this is the case. 
but like people do hire people they know like people it's all about it is all about who you know in a lot of ways right which we could talk about how that's problematic later but if you're just applying blindly to a job on LinkedIn and you could be an amazing candidate but if they have had a coffee date with someone else with a similar resume than you that person is going to get the phone interview, like without a doubt, you know, if they made a good first impression because right. they recognize the name and they'll pull that resume yeah. and say, make sure you look at this. Otherwise, like no one's doing that to yours. No, like you want someone who's going to put your resume at the top of the pile like that. If they're not necessarily getting you the job, like we're not top being like nepotism babies here, but if you have those connections, sure. <laughs> do what you got to do. But like, if you know, you like, I, there were some people that I like had lunch with or coffee with that I had never met before and just like reached out to on LinkedIn because I don't know, we went to the same school or I was just interested in their job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was applying for an internship at their company, I would let them know, be like, Hey, by the way, like I, you know, really loved our conversation a couple months ago. And you, we probably kept up on some platform at that point too. Um, you know, I just applied for this job. Like if you have any you know, I always, I feel like I would always ask more like, do you have any like suggestions of, you know, other what people I talk for? to? Yeah, that or sort of thing. To. Who to talk to or like ways to stand out if you haven't applied yet, stuff like that. But yeah, or if it's like um, a big company, like, do you know who the hiring manager is yep. so that you can like message them too? Yeah, that stuff is all helpful. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, I'd be like, hey, by the way, I applied for this. And they'd be like, oh, great. Like, let me, you know, put in a good word with the hiring manager or let me like, um, connect you with this member of this team. And I think people are just, I think we've talked about this in other episodes too, but people are just so much more willing to help than I think we give them credit for. And like everyone started somewhere and everyone had someone that kind of had their back. And so obviously there are exceptions to every rule, but I do think most people, you know, as long as there's some type of not necessarily exchange of value, because there's not a ton of value that, you know, a senior in college can bring to like a 15 year veteran necessarily in a certain industry, but you can bring them like an opportunity to like talk about something they're passionate about. And I think people really enjoy doing that. Um, And that like feeling of helping is really nice for people. But um, something that's kind of funny is I've done, well, I think one of those too, but I've actually been like asked to do a couple of informational interviews like from other like students in the last like two years which is very weird and very imposter syndrome-y. But something that's really interesting about being on like the other side of the table is, first of all, I'm I'm always very excited and very flattered because it feels really cool to have someone think your job is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like, I think people, they're just so appreciative. Like this, well, there was one that was, it was bad. I was like, oh no, that was not, not, not. I, actually I'll talk about that in a minute. Cause that's yeah, a good, I feel example. like that'd be helpful to hear. Um, but for instance, like this one that is amazing and lovely, um, she knows my sister and reached out because she's interested in like PR and food and beverage. And not only was she like, so like genuinely like interested and like asked really smart questions of, you know, what was your experience like at this specific agency? Like, can you tell me a little bit about like the work they do or, you know, what, like, how do you work with clients? Like, how do they find you? Like stuff like that. 
um, which I think is interesting, you know, to be able to come prepared with more than just like, tell me about your career, because then you might not be getting the touch points that you really want to know. But if there's like a specific company they worked at or a role they had that you find interesting or some type of like, you know, outside of work, you know, maybe they hold a position somewhere else that's interesting to you or they're on a board or whatever. Like those are cool questions to ask because they help like direct the interview a little bit more. Um, and that was nice. So I could actually understand like what she was hoping to get out of it. And, you know, sometimes it is just like wanting to make that connection, but um, you know, I think some people maybe want a little bit more guidance on like, do you have advice on what internships I should be looking at? Do you have advice on other companies I should look at? That's a great question. Cause then I was able to say, oh yeah, actually like here are like three agencies that are awesome. And I know people who work at all three of them. And like, if you want a connection there, let me know. Um, and like was able to then like, she followed up a couple months later with me and well, she followed up right after cause she was very polite and nice and was like, thank you so much. But you know, a few months later, then she was able to reach out and say, Hey, like, actually, like I am now looking at summer internships. Could, you know, would you be willing at all to introduce me to someone here? And I was like, of course I can. Um, and was able to like pass along her stuff or like she asked for some advice on her resume and I was able to help her with that. Um, and so I think having some like clear, um, like intentions for the interview is really helpful just so, you know, you can kind of help them help you. Yeah. Um, and so that you don't waste someone's time too. Yes. And like, I feel like that's the important thing of like, if you don't make it clear why you're reaching out to someone and like what you want to accomplish from the conversation, then like, I don't know, you might walk away and you're like, they told me all the things that I really don't care about or whatever. Like you just need to. Right. Like people's time is valuable and yours is too. So there's no point in you getting on a phone call with someone that you don't want, there's not things you want to learn things from, you know? Yeah. I I just broke my chair. Oh, (laughs) I think it's fine. Too many pastries. I I, I literally, but a screw did just fall off. I told you it's wiggly. Maybe that's why I think it was Mm. whatever. If I fall down, you'll know why. Uh Oh, Um, (laughs) but, but you actually, like you mentioned something important and that is like the first, okay couple things so first part of having a very good senior year is the informational interviews the second Mm -hmm. part is being prepared for the informational interviews and like it's helpful if you're doing them on zoom because you can write down your questions and just have them on a notebook or I think I shamelessly would bring notebooks and I would bring I I don't know if I had that many well actually that's not I had them in person I would I would bring notebooks so I could write things down a lot of times it was like I wasn't writing down like everything they were saying, but if they'd be like, oh, you should look into this resource or you should look into this company, I would jot that down because I didn't want to forget. Yeah. And then the third thing is following up and saying, thank you. And if you meet on a Friday, it's okay to send them a message on Monday, yep. but I would always do like the day after. Yeah. And or just even like, later the afternoon, sometimes I would do that if I was yeah. feeling really excited, if I had it in the morning. Oh, um, I would say like, just say, thank you so much. I really enjoy talking to you. Um, it was great to learn this, like say something specific mm-hmm. and then say blah, blah, blah. And Go if back. they like asked you like to send them the resume or like said you could, or even if like they didn't, like, I feel like sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm attached to my resume, like as well, just in case, like you want to look at it or like, I don't, that's not how I'd phrase it. But I think like if we had talked about internships or something, 
or talked about jobs, I'd be like, hey, just wanted to pass this along too in case there's, you know, anything that you think I'd be a good fit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, if we had talked in the interview about like, if they had said something like, hey, like, you know, let me know if you want me to look at your resume, like sometimes I would send it and be like, I'd love it if you, if you know, if you have any feedback on it, I would love to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I'll say, I'll tell you something about the bad informational interview because it was like a really just weird experience because I've on the, on my side of things, I've never had one that felt uncomfortable, like as a interviewee. Yeah. And also as an interviewer, like as a student, I don't feel like I ever, I don't think I ever had an experience where I was like, oh, that was rough. Like that was bad. Like that was, I mean, the people who you were like, okay, we didn't drive as well as someone else, but I don't, yeah, right. I don't think I ever had one where I was like, that person sucks. Or right. Or I was like, Ooh, I was really cringy during that. But I had a friend reach out, um, and was like, Hey, there's this student, um, and she's really interested in like freelance work after college um, and made it sound like it was about like freelance writing and stuff like that and would really like to talk to you. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was so excited and so flattered. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. Send, you know, here's my email. I'd love, I'd be like more than happy to chat with her. And I like, so I emailed her or she emailed me and we set up a time. And then the first time she didn't show up so that was oh red flag number one um and didn't really have I think it was like I think I sent her a zoom invite or something and then she ended up like not showing up or something and then I messaged her and she was like oh I like got the times wrong or whatever like something something happened mm-hmm. and I was like okay no problem like let's you know reschedule and I get it stuff happens and then we get on the phone and it was just like very very strange it got just like the feeling that she didn't really want to be there but it was something that she had asked to do. Um, It was very much like, you know, she would ask a question. I try to answer it. And then she'd be like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that. Or, oh yeah, I'm already doing that. I'm like, okay, (laughs) cool, cool, cool. And it was just a very awkward experience from like my side of things where like, I'm not claiming to be an expert on all these things, but also you asked to talk to me. So what, (laughs) what are you hoping to get out of this? If you know everything already as the like junior and college um so it was just like a really weird experience and then she never like followed up after like at all and that was just something where I was just a little bit it was one of the things where it's like kind of shocking when you see people who like really don't do well at that because I think we were taught pretty well maybe how to go about those and like here's how to follow up and be really respectful and you know you know I asked like oh do you have any other like questions and like she didn't have like any questions and it was just very confusing and so I think those three things you said Lauren I think the absence of those was very very clear in this Mm -hmm. interview and I think that's why it didn't go well yeah yeah Um, that's the other thing it probably probably wasn't a good use of time for her either yeah yeah no if she already knew everything like yeah I mean who am I to say I should have asked her for tell me I guess (laughs) yeah yeah, the other thing that I was going to say is like I never did this because I was a twenty a, a mindless nineteen twenty year old. But my like I would if I could do it again and I was like meeting in person with someone at a coffee shop, I would have showed up earlier and have like gotten them coffee 
but you don't necessarily need to do that. I feel like people are pretty like happy to treat you, especially since they understand you're a student and it's like five dollars. Normally, it's people are. A, it's such a weird thing because I think about that a lot too. Because I always went in with the intention of buying their coffee or their right. pastry, or whatever. But they and would almost like, every single time they'd go, "Nope, I got this." Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, no, I want to." But I think, well, first of all, a lot of times I found out their company was paying for it. Oh. So that is what I found out. Some of them, like, it was being expensed because it was seen as, like. A write-off. Yeah, recruitment type. So, yeah, it's a write-off. Um, but, so that's part of it. So part of it, it's, like, some for them, some of them, it's, like, monopoly money. But also, I do think there's like an element of like, I have some friends who were, I don't know if this is how your company is because I don't know, but some companies where like the more senior person always has to pay and expense things if you like go to lunch or something. And so I think people in corporate tend to have that like seniority mentality when it comes to paying a lot of the time. So I think mm-hmm. that might play into it too. So yeah. I also always thought about the getting there and like ordering their coffee, but then I always got stressed because I was like, do they want oat milk? Do they want almond? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I think you probably if you were going to be like a real like, you know, 10 out of 10 professional, little, yeah, professional, like when you set your time, ask them like, and let me know your coffee order. Yeah, I love that. Like yeah. when you're setting the time so they like have to respond because I think some people like you don't want to like badger them like the day up and be like, so what do you want? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like what if they don't respond in time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, Have you stayed up to date with any informational interviews since you started working like on like your end doing do you, them still do you do outreach ever um yes and no I feel like it's a little different for me now because even though I don't feel this way in some ways the people that I see as like like you know people that I would want to be mentors and like look up to and have calls with like they can see me more as a peer sometimes because we both are like doing the freelance PR thing or freelance copywriting thing and so they those calls like even if I'm going to oh, I'd love to like you know connect with you I don't usually position them as like let me learn from you it's more like I would just love to meet other people like in the space kind of thing mm-hmm. like networking in that way um but I do the same things that I did like as like a quote unquote peer to peer than I did for like an informational interview where I, you know, always make sure I have some questions for them going in, whether it's, you know, like, I would love to know more about like how you got started and like when you went freelance or whatever, or like how you started your agency or what type of clients you like working with and um, that sort of deal. But then also like, I always send a message after like thanking them for chatting with them telling them something that I enjoyed about our chat and then I usually have some sort of like not necessarily like action item but like something like I would love for us you know to see if we can work together on this project in the future maybe or um if there's like a very clear connection of like oh like I would love to send you like this product from one of my clients because I think you know this client of yours could be a really good fit for like a partnership with them so they tend to be a little bit more not transactional, but like a little bit more like peer to peer or just like colleague chats mm-hmm. than anything. Um, 
I just think it's, I think it's, it's harder when I'll put it this way. I think from my perspective, because I've had people do this to me, I think when you are like both, even if they've been doing it for longer, I think it, when you're not a student anymore and you're not doing like within your own company informational interviews, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes things can come off as very like, um, like fishing for information or, um, like that sort of thing. Mm. And I don't think that's for everything, but I'm really conscious of that because I've definitely like had people who've reached out and so they wanted to chat. And I got like really excited because I thought I was making like, you know, a new buddy or that someone, you know, wanted to just like make other connections in this space and ended up feeling kind of uncomfortable on those calls because they asked like a lot of like a lot of info on like how I did things specifically and then never like they kind of got what they needed and then this went and did their own thing with it. Um, so now I'm more careful about that kind of stuff, but I am very careful of that. Like if I'm talking to someone who like owns like a cute boutique PR agency that I think is really awesome, I definitely try to keep it like high level because even though I'm going into those calls with like very pure intentions, like I never want someone to think that I'm going in like trying to figure out like how they do things so I can like do it better or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So Um, that can be a little tricky. Yeah. And I I think it is, I don't know. I think it is a little bit different if you're not really looking for a job. Mm -hmm. Um, The nature of the informational interviews are like a little bit different of just like, what was it like for you? Like, what was your experience getting into the industry? And like, you can like just bond that way and have yeah. like a friend in the neighborhood kind of vibe they tend stuff. to be like more collaborative like yeah. it's like I am asking them questions and then they're asking me stuff which is fun and cool in its own way but it's just like I think that's why I am so like passionate about that everyone in college be doing like a lot of informational interviews because it's like the one time in your life where no one really is going to question your motives behind wanting to talk to them because yeah. they know that you're like in college and just trying to figure out your life. And so like, what did one of my professors, oh my gosh, what did she call it? Or he call it? I don't remember who it was. One of my professors would always talk about like, you still have like the big brown eye syndrome or like, you know, those animals with like big brown eyes, like, <laughs> like they're cuter. And it was like talking about how, you know, when you're in college, like you just have these like bright eyed, like doe-eyed vibe where like everyone just still thinks like oh that's so cute like that's so nice that they want to talk to me and you have this like you know naivete about you the je ne sais quoi. and people just like want to help you basically like they were saying like use that to your advantage like ask for weird like ask for things that you wouldn't normally get like if you say to this company like hi I would love to come like meet with you and like tour the company and you're like a junior in college and you give them some reasons why you you want to do that they probably let you versus yeah. if I you know emailed someone at Google and was like hey I really want I and mean, I don't actually you probably can't do this but if I was like I want to come learn more about Google I'd like to come do a tour they'd be like don't why? you have a job like you want to work <laughs> here like what's the deal And so like, use that to your advantage because you just get to do cool stuff. Yeah, that is cool people and they are willing to talk to you. 
Yeah, this is true. That's, I'm glad that like the business school, they did make us do like site visits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have mixed things to say about that whole, the, it was like the pre- professional development program, but I was very thankful for it because we got to see like cool places and like, yeah, without that, I would have only seen like the office where my dad works basically. Right. And that would have been it. And that's very like tech Silicon Valley. Not every place is like that. Well, and you also like, even I remember like doing, I think the reason the teacher said this is because we were talking about like research projects and like how, if you're doing a research project in college and you want to get information from someone for it, you can just say, I'm doing this for a school project. People are way more likely to say yes to you than if you just Mm -hmm. say like, I'm working on this personal project or I need to interview you for my blog. They're going to be like, (laughs) is that worth my time? But if you have like that, I'm a college student to back you up, people are just so much more willing to help you. Mm-hmm. So use it. Um, yeah. Use it or lose so it. Use it or lo- literally. You graduate and then it's like, well, not as easy anymore. Yeah. Um, but to kind of segue, um, which also, this is maybe a little bit embarrassing for me to say as someone who like is a writer for my job. Do you know how that's that word is spelled? What word? Segway. S-E-G-U-E, I think. Yeah. Did you think it was S-E-G-W-A-Y? Wait, it might also I just had never, I had never written it out in copy before. And I don't think I'd ever seen it written before. I say it all the time, but I'd never seen it like written out before. And it is. It's spelled, it's it's spelled like that. And I see that misspelled so much now. Is it segue or segue? Isn't that anyway? Sorry. Just. I feel like you can that. spell it both ways. I feel like honestly. I don't think you can. What is Mary Webster saying? Segue is like the one that you ride on with like the W-A-Y then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The segue. <laughs> but isn't that, can, isn't that, I was, I would just, I'd never seen it spelled or whatever before. The segue with the W-A-Y is the like motorized one. silly thing that people we would laugh and we would in see. Paris we'd laugh at you yeah and your little um, core. I don't know why anyway. I know how to spell it but um I was a spelling bee girly not actually like the spelling bee we only had it in like fourth grade I did okay do like almost every year one year I did get out friendship was the word that I didn't know how to spell oh. friend for a really long time was it friendship or no it was something like it was literally just like friend I or friendly or something like I don't know how to spell I before e got you yeah I think that's I yeah I didn't know there how are to spell a couple words that honestly still really like trip me up like definitely yes or time. competition I used to, I was like that can't be that can't be it competitive there's um, a couple weird ones where like I'm like thank goodness for spell check yeah fair whatever Um, anyway um to segue I like obviously like that is kind of in like the career side of things of like preparing yourself like using your senior year to set yourself up for for success outside of college Mm -hmm. on the other hand like we had said like senior year is like a very special time and so I also think it is so important to not spend your entire senior year stressing about what life after college is going to look like for you. And that's why I love professional interviews because they're actually fun and enjoyable and they don't necessarily feel like typing out cover letters and 
scouring LinkedIn because that's not really worth your time first semester if you're in a more traditional, not traditional, in like a job field that doesn't hire that early. But I wanted us to talk a little bit about like how we set ourselves up like either organizationally or whatever to just like prioritize things better in our senior year to be able to have that time with our friends to you know not be stressed about school as much and so we had time for those other like fun things Mm -hmm. because I feel like for me I feel like I finally like figured stuff out like the balance of it all other than let's not talk about my RA job first semester because that was rough but um like for the most part I feel like I had a pretty good handle on like schoolwork didn't seem as stressful I feel like I understood the vibes I like knew how to organize my life and then also spent a lot of time with my friends let's talk about it um and we we both had jobs too plural right yeah yes I had two jobs for school but one was like very chill um well okay for so for this question I think I want to say it like senior year was definitely more of like being a yes woman and same with junior year. I feel like I didn't really want, I know you have to prioritize, but I, I didn't really like pare down on anything and say like, no, except like get better at balancing it. Right. Yeah. And I think at that point you're not like signing up for all of the clubs and like doing all of that stuff. Like you've kind of figured out what you want to spend your time in, but I like still wanted to maximize and do as much as possible. So I don't know. I probably also didn't, um, I don't know. I feel like college, it's like pretty easy, even if you are like busy doing things all the time to still have a social life because like everything is social. So I feel like that's something that was nice where I didn't have to like separately think about like, okay, and I need to text my friend today so that we can hang out this weekend or like oh I need to call my friend today it was like I don't know you're just always kind of seeing people so I feel like if anything I maybe didn't prioritize friend things enough but I also don't like looking back on it I'm like you don't feel like you didn't do enough but we like we had our like cheese party the party of the year party the party of the century (laughs) um yeah I mean I feel like for me I think it was less about, maybe priorities wasn't a good word. I think it was more about like being more efficient with my time on things that normally would have taken me longer or normally would have like maybe stressed me out more. And I think a lot of that had to do with, I just, I, (laughs) I didn't, I don't really like, I didn't really like working like in my apartment. I didn't like doing homework in there. I didn't really like hanging out in there that much. And so, and I was the same way junior year too, but I just made it a thing that like when I left in the morning, I did not go back until either, you know, sometimes I'd go back there for dinner if I was cooking for myself, but like, I wouldn't go, I would go back, have dinner and then go back to the library or like go somewhere else and work. But I think it was always for me about like putting myself in those like social spaces so that even if I wasn't necessarily like you know, going out and having coffee, like with a friend, I could, you know, go to the pilot house and then see a friend there. And then we could like sit and grab lunch between classes or, you know, 
going to the library and then sitting next to friends and we like both do work, but maybe like goof off for a little bit because we're like throwing paper at our friends who were down below or whatever, <laughs> like we're 12. Um, and I think that for me was like such a big junior and senior, but like such a big shift for me of like capitalizing like the little time, mm-hmm. because I think before I would see that, you know, like 30 minutes between a class or, well, I don't remember even how long we have between classes, but whatever my time between classes as or the time between like working class or if I had like a weird window of time as kind of like throwaway time you know or like I would maybe just go and like scroll on my phone or try to frantically get something done last minute for a class and I definitely still did that but I think trying to use that time just like more to my I don't know just like to support the things I wanted to do whether that was going and doing homework in a social space, or if I really needed to get something done, going somewhere like nice and quiet to work on it, like in one of the other buildings, mm-hmm. but just like really using that time. And I think you and I've talked about this before, just like realizing that like 15 minutes is not just like something you need to just be like, oh, I'll just sit outside and like scroll my phone for 15 minutes. You can like actually get stuff done in that time if you want to, you don't have to, but you can. And so just like utilizing those chunks so it didn't feel like all of a sudden, you know, at like 9 p.m. I had like five hours of work to do or anything like that because I've been like working on things throughout the day um, and also having like the social stimulation that I feel like I need. Um, but one thing I did, this is a very weird random thing to talk about here, but if we're going to talk about organizing your time, I guess it makes sense. But one thing I did senior year that was a very big game changer for me. And this might be so obvious to some people, but I made a master syllabus. And so I made like a Google doc that had like every syllabus from every single class. I put all of the dates on one document Mm -hmm. and then I highlighted them in all different colors for different classes. And I also had like a paper planner, but it was really nice because every week I would just go on and like look at it at like a bird's eye view of like what was coming up because I feel like sometimes when things are my paper calendar unless you like flip the page you know you don't always know like what's upcoming yeah um and so I think that was something that helped me so much because I feel like as a freshman I was always just like taking things as they came and that helped me just like plan my life a little bit more around some of those things so they didn't like sneak up on me as much. Cause I think that's like a pretty common experience for those first couple of years of college to like yeah. all of a sudden you have an essay due in two days and you're like, well, forgot about that one. Um, and so that was really helpful. And I do think that helped me like balance school and life and work a little bit more. Yeah. I, I, I remember like they would more. on the first few days of classes, they would give you the syllabus and I would always like, well, I would only do it in my planner, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't really track things different. Like I wouldn't track things on my computer, but I would like go through the syllabus and put everything, all the deadlines yeah. in. And so that also like just the action of doing that, you see like, oh, okay, this class I'll have to do a paper mm-hmm. and oh, wow. Now I'm seeing like or that week's going to be these, a little heavy. Yeah. There are all these tests on this week, which I mean, you don't really like remember all of that stuff, but it's just good to be aware of and like mentally preparing yourself for. But um, that was the other thing I was thinking about. Like, I remember my first, like whatever first class of the day 
I had, I would like mentally, you know, like the, the start of class, they're not always like, all right, we're going to do the most important thing right now. It's like, sometimes there's a lot of rambling to be honest. So I would just like take my little, my mini little notebook and I would write down like everything that had to get done. And then I'd put everything into like timestamps and be like nine. 15 to 10:45 we have this class and then during that time period I'm going to get coffee and then next mm-hmm. class and then I'm going to study at this place during this time and get this assignment done at that time I had like literally everything blocked out and then like sometimes it wouldn't all happen but sometimes it would and it was just nice to also like that way if like say a class got out early and I had this big yeah. thing coming up I wouldn't necessarily feel as like frantic about things because I'd be like well I know that I have time scheduled later this afternoon to like work on that thing and like during this time I planned on just being in class like if someone wants to get snacks and like or like someone calls me or like I need to do this random thing like I don't really feel as weird about like oh but I need to be doing something else because everything was already sunk cost you were gonna be in class during that hour exactly and I feel like I don't I feel like that was such a nice way to feel, but like working in real, in a corporate America job, I never feel like that. I'm never like, oh, this meeting, this meeting got out early. Yes, I'll I feel just fine. Go have a snack, yeah. Yeah. I'm just always like, uh, what else can I, should I be doing right now? Which is probably a, a recovering workaholic vibe that I feel like we got going for us, but that's I guess. Um, um, the other but- thing, or, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like sometimes for me, I try to do, I don't know if I didn't call as much, but I try to do the like penciling things out by like hours of the day. And I think sometimes for my brain, it always feels like a great, like the intention's good. But then if like something goes longer or something, maybe it's just like a, an anxiety thing. But like, I think sometimes when something doesn't go to the plan, it feels like the whole thing like doesn't like it doesn't make sense anymore and like kind of thrown out the window and so I feel like for me sometimes it's more helpful to have or I've started trying to do sometimes I'll do that still and then it doesn't always go as planned but trying to just do like a list of like things that have to get done today and trying to keep that as realistic as you can and then a list of things that like if I have time should could get done today and so that's just like an example of like how your brain works, you know, like if a certain way works for you to organize your life and like feel better about school and juggling all the things you have to juggle and like do that thing. Um, or if you're someone who like, doesn't like to do that at all. Like <laughs> I know some people who like, don't do that. They just kind of like go with what they're like feeling. Like if you have more energy, you might want to work on something at a certain time. Or, um, I think we talked about this other episode of like, you know, working within like your creativity bursts or whatever but you know if you have a different way that you like to work and like to plan like do that and I think usually by senior year you kind of know that like intuitively of what makes more sense for you and so like definitely I think the thing I would say is I think some people senior year tend to like let up a little bit because they're like senioritis can kind of set in for some people but I would say just like keep doing what you know because I think when you you know, change that pattern. Like that's when maybe like things become more stressful or you get behind or, um, you slip a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like senioritis was also really nice for us because it was COVID. So every, it was like, yeah, it was okay, like okay. class from home. And then all the teachers are like, well, the semester is so kind of crazy and we don't know how to 
really mm-hmm. convert everything to be online. So we're going to cancel that last assignment. It was just like, yeah, everything was kind of in our favor for senioritis yes, in a way. That sure. was helpful, not hurtful. Um, so the other thing, now bringing it back to not being in college anymore, because we haven't been in college for a while now. Um, so how long. We're so old. I literally Um, I had a freak out the other day well not a real freak out but I was walking and I was like thinking about my birthday coming up and I was like how old am I turning and I was like I'm like I'm turning 23 and I was like no I'm not (laughs) it's fully turning 24 but it's fine I was like I didn't know how old I was for a minute there no I always forget I'm like I am I 22 am I 24 like yeah I never know the age I think it says one of one of my friends I said something about that too and she was like well I feel like it was because 22 was just kind of a throwaway year for a lot of us because it was like peak COVID like first year out of college and I'm like yeah <laughs> like Maybe. I don't really remember what happened in there I mean I remember in theory but <laughs> in theory wasn't a lot going on <laughs> yeah that's true um what I've been thinking about is like in college and in high school I feel like it's very obvious like freshman sophomore junior senior like everything is just one year apart, but like the, now. yeah, like the phase of life and how you approach things changes so much within each year. So I was thinking like, for my experience, I felt like freshman year, I was just like, did, was just doing whatever. Sophomore year, it was like, okay, craziness. Living <laughs> awesome. our best life. Living, living life. And then junior year, it was like, bitch. That would figure like it out like mode. yeah so I'm now approaching I started my job in October of 2020 and so it's been your rookie year almost there freshman year is over now I'm like okay am I kind of in sophomore year and I'm almost in junior year if mm-hmm. we're thinking about like I'm almost in my yeah. third year and um I don't know I'm hoping it works that way where like I hope how like college and high school was by junior year you kind of like okay you're in the groove yes and you like know the things you like you know all the tips and tricks so I'm like is that how life works or I could think about some people saying like the 20s is freshman year the 30s is but I don't want to think about it yeah I'm like I don't want to be a freshman freshman. I think it could also be we can it can be however we want it to be but I think that might be true (laughs) probably just depends if we're thinking like from a career perspective or from like a life perspective, like beyond career, because I also like in, I like just, I'm like a little bit over two years of work stuff. You're in your junior year. Yay. Um, and like, I do feel like I have like a good handle on some things, but I also feel like, I think this is just a normal, like early twenties thing where sometimes I'm like, what is going on? What do I want to do with my life? Even though I really do like what I do most of the time or like where I want to live and like all these other life things. Yeah. But it is interesting. Cause I like, didn't really think about like how far into it we are and how, yeah, like feeling like a junior in college, I felt so different and like more grown up than I did as a freshman in college. And I don't feel like, you know, as I'm sitting here right now, like that different than I did like sometimes during that first year, but in some ways, like it's just very interesting, but yeah. How have you like, what does like this back to school season, like, obviously like you're thinking about kind of going into this like junior year, quote unquote of your job, but 
Um, I know for me that like first year out of college, like that, like fall, like when we normally would have been going back to school, like I just had like a little bit of a weird feeling just being like, it's so weird not to have that milestone to look forward to or to like plan for. And that's kind of the thing is like, once you're in a job, like, yeah, you can have like promotions and whatever I moved to jobs, but there's not necessarily like this. I don't know, just like time, time stamp, but how, what is that like for you? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's different. Like I always want to make sure I have like something on my calendar to look forward to, like yoga teacher training in February or like seeing my brother in Christmas time or Thanksgiving. Like I want to have like life things to look forward to, but then you also have like projects and like mm-hmm. also with, I don't know, the way things worked this summer, how I had like all these projects kind of like that I worked through, closed up and then went on PTO for like, vacation. went on vacation, then came back. Like that felt a little bit, but it's nowhere near summer. Like, no, I don't know. It is weird. Like I'm also going through my Snapchat memories. I'm like, wow, July 26th. I was having a lot of fun. Like what am yeah, I doing like today? Very picking with my friends, going on yeah. hikes on a Wednesday. Yeah. So you don't really get that as much, but. Unless you're a teacher. Maybe everyone should be teachers. Yeah. Reason to be a teacher, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, well. I don't yeah, really miss, I don't miss going back to school. I like, I feel like by the time we were in college, I was or like by the end of college, I was like, okay, I'm kind of excited to like start my real life and like not have to be in an institution for much longer so I don't know I don't really like miss the whole vibe of like back to school who are my teachers kind of situation but I did like the idea of like oh here's my cute new outfit here's my cute new books but like we we get that with work we get to like order new notebooks and pens if we want and need them for work or like you always can buy like a new set of sticky notes and new pens. Or like to... set up your home office if you're working from yeah. home or set up your desk if you're working from like an office somewhere. Right. And you yeah, always there have are definitely like, those things. Yeah. You always have like new projects also that we're working. Like I feel like also from like what my job, what we're working on, like we had the summer legislation session and then like from that the these bills were passed and then it's like okay now our whole like day-to-day life is kind of looking differently like while considering different things than before we have these new projects that we have to consider like there are also like still phases of work and like your projects and even like outside of work your life too like this season I'm like maybe in September you get a dog or something like that. Like that's also a new phase of life too. Yeah, that's puppy. just beyond. It's not gonna happen, but it, maybe. I saw a really cute puppy. I'll send you a video. It was like a miniature Howard at the park today. Mm. To, I think that's such a good point, Lauren, because I do think, I think sometimes like when you're in school and other things like that, like you only think about the fact that yeah, you won't have summer again after you graduate or you won't like in the same way or you won't have those like big milestone things. But yeah, like you, depending on the job, a lot of things are like based on your project or can be cyclical in different ways too. So there is like that, you know, if that rhythm and routine is nice for you, like there are some jobs that kind of operate on that like same wavelength or, you know, 
putting yourself in a position where you do have like new and exciting things to look forward to in work or in life in general. Yeah. Um, and you like, yeah. you also get to mix things up in a way that you didn't before. Like you have more freedom. Like you can go and live in Copenhagen and Europe for mm-hmm. an extended amount of time. Whereas like before, like it was basically just like one week in the fall, one week in the spring, Christmas. Yeah. Summer, like that's a lot of vacation. about your schedule for sure. Yeah, you can go whenever you want. I'm like, PTO well listen to our PTO episode yeah and then we'll talk about that more but um I want to wrap it up by sharing like what our advice would be to like soon to be seniors heading into their senior year like what would our words of wisdom be for them or things that we wish we like took with us or like little nuggets um do you know what, what you would, what you would share with them, Lauren? Um, but <laughs> we can take a beat. We can like what, cut this part out. one, my one piece of advice <laughs> no. or three or four. <laughs> I would just say life is a journey and enjoy the climb. It's the climb. <laughs> you're never going to be at the finish line. You always, oh, here's the other thing. If you're not improving, you're getting worse. If you're staying the same, you're getting worse and you're falling behind. You always need to do things to improve yourself. Even 1% makes a big difference. That's what I've, that's what I've been focusing on recently. I'm like, how can I do this? Like 10% better. Or like, what's one thing that I can do that would be better. And then I try Mm -hmm. to do that. And then Mm -hmm. I forget to keep doing it, but then I just try to, it's a, it's a process, right? It's the climb. It's the climb. What can you say? I think that's great because I think that could apply to so many different things people right. are dealing with as seniors. Exactly. A real What's umbrella, your- umbrella wisdom piece there. Oh, well, okay, wait. So it's just for seniors. I thought it was like- No, 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 that was good. It was just for seniors, but I thought that's why I was saying that it was great because it works for school. It works for career hunt, works for all okay. of it. Okay, I see. I feel but like if you want to change, you can. I will. My <laughs> advice for seniors is everyone is on their own journey. And we're all getting through it and don't feel like anyone else's timeline should be your timeline because it's not. Don't compare. Don't compare. Comparison is a thief of joy. What's your advice, Delaney? I think one thing I think about a lot is just how like joyful a lot of those parts of senior year were. Like people were just so like you have your friends and you have your people and I feel like there's just like a more like calm in a lot of things like I didn't feel like there was much drama like people just kind of found their people and knew what they liked and knew what they wanted and were involved in activities they actually were passionate about and so I just think everyone senior year is just not everyone but like the vibes were good and Mm -hmm. I think my piece of advice would be to really like first of all just like do the things that really bring you joy and make you happy because senior year is not the time to like you know continue to I don't know put yourself through things that aren't enjoyable for you like if you are not a party girly like you don't have to go or like you know because I think there is like a lot of those pressure in those early years to like belong and have that you know community but like if certain things are not for you then like you don't have to bring those with you into your senior year Mm -hmm. and so just like 
figuring that out, but also just like really like trying and I'm putting like a big asterisk on this because like it is hard to do, but like trying to be as present as you can because it is such a special time and there are a lot of like quote unquote like lasts that you'll have that it can be really easy to like zoom out of those and get really caught up in like, oh my gosh, this is the last, this thing I'll ever go to and this last, this thing. And it's fine to like notice that, but like try to let those thoughts like wash over you and just like enjoy your time there and like have fun with your friends and not worry about making all these things like the perfect last time you're going to do them. Um, or like beating yourself up if you don't have kind of like you were saying, like comparing yourself, but like also don't have to compare your like emotions or feelings about things with other people. Like mm-hmm. if you're feeling really sad and nostalgic about something like the last soccer game or whatever, um, or you, or all your friends are, and you don't really feel that way. Like that's also cool. So that was twofold and not really advice, but I would say just like try to be present and like feel the way you got to feel and like know that it's all going to be, it's all going to work out and it's all going to be okay. And it's all going to be more than okay. It's all going to be great. Because you're in control. You got it. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's just such a special time with your friends. Also take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Pictures and take a picture, take cute little videos. Just like enjoy. They know. They know the drill, but like, don't forget. It's important. Yeah. Um, those well, are very special things for me. All my little pictures hope, of all my friends. We hope you're not crying like we are. <laughs> crying in the club. Um, we hope you have the best senior year ever. And also, yeah. if you're not going into school this year because you've graduated, it's okay. It's really, it's going to be fine. You're killing it. You're killing it. And let us know what you want us to talk about next. If you are a senior and you know, there are post-grad things that are foreign to you that you want to know about. Let us know if you are a new grad and you were feeling a little dazed and confused. Welcome to the club. Let us know how we can help and let us know how we can talk through and walk through all of this together. We're all in it together. Also, my other question is, when is this show no longer a show for new grads by new grads? When are we not new grads? I don't know. Clock is ticking. Well, it could be like four new grads. It will be, we could just change the bio. The name doesn't change, but it could be like four new profesh, four young professionals, young professionals. It's kind of like the magic of Taylor Swift, how like we grew up with her together. That's just like this podcast of like, we're all kind of growing up together. It's just like that. I just saw, this is relevant, so we're not going to cut this out, but it is- 21 years since the princess diaries came out yes doesn't that seem wrong well to be honest we I... that little we must have not watched it when it came out then no no it was not a oh. core memory of like this is in theaters we were not i just feel like there's so many movies like that that i like remember watching at, like a very specific age and thinking that was like a new movie because yeah was well because like you would just see the movies at blockbuster and like that was how you found oh. The movie. I love Blockbuster. Shout out. Shout out to Blockbuster. Next time I'm in Oregon, can we drive down to Bend and go? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, cute people. Um, 
Have a great <laughs> rest of your day and we'll catch you next time. Don't forget to subscribe.